Oh, morning. So um, I'm Will, um, and yeah, so today I'm going to be talking a bit on the prodigal son. Uh, yeah, if you've been around church for a while, I'm sure you'll have come across this, this parable before that Jesus taught. Um, but today I'm going to focus more on the first bit and about the relationship between the father and the son um, and focus on forgiveness and the grace and love between that is shown between the two. Um, so before we start, I would just like to ask you to think about a question. And that is, what have you been forgiven for by God? So what have you been forgiven for? And what do you still feel guilty about in your relationship with God? Um, so I've got one time I felt guilty. I suppose this is a bit like one of those BBC Radio 2 confessions, but I already know that I've been forgiven, so it's okay. Um, so this was halfway through sixth form. I didn't do very well at Cleveland sixth form. I was a, a bit lazy. So I moved to Gordano, and everything was going to plan. I was on ABB. Um, I was, it was about January time, coming to the end of A-levels, uh, and I was just getting ready to go to my first choice university, and I was really excited. Then this piece of history course that came up, I did, it was split into two. I did the first one got a B, and I thought, oh, that's really good. I'm on track. And then the teacher, I'm not sure if she should have done this, but she said, in controlled conditions, what we're going to let you do is we're going to let you look at some previous bits of coursework, and if you, you can just have a look at it, um, see if there's anything you can take from it, and then write your own piece. I had a bit of an evil plan, actually. So, so what I did is... I was sat next to this really, really lovely Christian girl called Laurie, and I said, right, Laurie, you are like, sworn to secrecy, and I made a swear to secrecy. So one day, I brought in my iPad into this controlled condition place, took a photo of the highest marked question I could find. Um, yeah, like, from my youth in here, like, please don't do this, please don't do this. It doesn't, it doesn't end well, it doesn't end well. Um, so I took a photo of the highest marked piece of coursework I could find, um, and took it home. And I basically replicated it. I changed a couple of words, and then I handed it in for, it was like a pre-marking thing, so the teachers were allowed to mark 10%, and they would tell you if there's any changes they needed to do. So about three weeks later, my history teacher came in and goes, Will, I can't believe this. This is just, a, this is the best piece of coursework. This is in front of the entire class. She said, this is the best piece of coursework I have ever seen. I just didn't think you were capable of it. <laughs> and to be honest, neither did I. <laughs> like, it, was just, it, was, it was just so good. So, I actually, I felt quite pleased about it originally. Um, a little bit gloaty. Um, but in the weeks coming up to the deadline, I was beginning to think, oh no, this isn't good. Um, and about three days before, I felt really, really guilty. So what I decided to do is I thought, oh, what I'm gonna, if, hmm, I'll just change the course a little bit um, to maybe knock it down from an A star to an A because it's just, or maybe a B, make it like how I'd actually do it because I just felt so guilty that I just couldn't live with myself. So I made a few changes. I told a friend, they were looking at my course and thinking, Will, are you sure this is what you want to do? 
Um, it's looking much worse than before, and I said, that is fine. I, this is what I've got to do. So I made changes to this piece of coursework, handed it in. A couple of months later, the teacher came back into the classroom and just said, Will, what, just what's happened? Um, and I said, well, what do you mean? She said, your coursework. It's gone down from an A star to an E. <laughs> and I was so mad. I was so mad. Um, and I felt really guilty that I even cheated in the first place. Just, just so guilty. And I cheated and messed up, and you know what, I probably deserved that one. But guilt is such a consuming feeling. Um, and we can see this like, in the parable of the prodigal son. So in this parable, the son asks for half of his father's inheritance. And in the culture, that's like him saying to his dad, look, dad, I really wish you were dead. Just give me your money and let me go and live life. So he took all this money, had, he basically went partying, spent it all on prostitutes and having fun. Um, and then a famine came and he lost all his money. Um, and he ended up in a pig farmer's place, basically, feeding pigs. And this, to the Jews, was the lowest of the low. So in the Jewish culture, they refused to even name pigs. So what they called them was Dava Haka, which means the other thing. So it, they were basically the most unclean animal. Um, and yet he was in a position where he wanted to be like the pigs and to, to eat with them. So that is how low this man has gone. And after a while, the son comes to his senses and he begins to return home. And that guilt feeling kicks back in. And I know, like in my story, I know what it's like to feel real guilty. And I'm sure all of you do too. Um, so he begins to rehearse a plan of what he's going to say to his father in his head. So he comes up with this. He's going to say, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he was basically just planning to say this to his father. Anyway, as he approached the town, his father saw him and was just immediately filled with love and compassion. So he just ran up to him, threw his arms around him, hugged him and kissed him. And the son was trying to explain like, um, like his story. Like, he felt really guilty, but the, the father ignored him. And he put a robe around him and gave him a ring. And this is to signify like, him being restored to the sonship in the family. And he even got a fattened calf, which was fantastic. Um, so it was just showing the father's love and the celebration of him son coming back to, to the father. Um, so there's three points that I've taken from this. Um, and the first point is forgiveness. So no matter how far you are or how far you've strayed from God, no matter how guilty you have felt from doing bad, God will always forgive you and welcome you back with open arms like the father did. Um, and the son was always welcomed back it was just his choice whether he wanted to turn back or not. And I suppose that's like us. It's our choice to turn back to God and to, to ask for forgiveness. 
Um, and this leads on to the second point, grace. So God forgives us because of the grace of what Jesus did on the cross. And because of his forgiveness, we are called to be free and live free for God. So it's really important just to know as Christians that there is actually no condemnation in Christ. Um, and you just can't earn it. You just can't earn this grace. So as the, the son was on his way back, he was trying to think of just excuses. But actually, there's nothing that he could have done. It was the father's love to come back. And you, you just can't earn that with God because we've messed up. And it's actually about his grace, about what Jesus did on the cross, taking all our sins and all the bad stuff we've done. And we are just instantly forgiven by the Father. And I suppose the third point is this. It's that you are loved and that you are like family to God. So it's Father's Day, um, so it seems a bit unfair not to mention this. Um, But each and every person was chosen at birth to be a child of God. And he loves you, and he always has done. Many of you might have had a bad personal experience of a father. You may have never had a father, or actually might find Father's Day really painful um, because you may have lost a father. But I just really believe that it is important that you know that God the Father, he loves you and wants you to know that you are part of his family. And wants you to know that he's always been there for you and will be there for you if you ever ever call on him. So I'd just like to ask you um, these two questions again. What have you been forgiven for by God? And what haven't you forgiven yourself for? So some things could be like this. I mean, some of you might have not forgiven yourselves for fiddling with your tax returns. Some of you might not have forgiven yourself for causing family arguments, for breaking up the family. I mean, some of you might not have forgiven yourself for, for watching things late night on your computers or even having an affair. But I think it's really important to know that God has forgiven you. He has forgiven you already. And sometimes, actually, we need to forgive ourselves. Um, Because sometimes it can be easier to forgive others, and actually, ourselves are the hardest people to forgive. I mean, and then there's the whole repentance thing. So when you say, you know what, God, I'm so sorry, I'm, I'm just really, really genuinely sorry for what I've done um, and turn to you. This is what repentance is. So repentance is you basically, you turn around um, and it's about accepting God's forgiveness, but actually having like a change of heart and not wanting or like really trying not to um, do, to sin again. I mean, it's inevitable. We will sin um, because we're just human. But it's that act of turning that God sees um, and he just loves you. And yeah, it can just help to begin a healing process. 
Um, but I also think it's important for you to give over the hurt um, that what other people might have done to you. So other people might have caused you pain um, and it might not be your fault at all. Um, and unforgiveness can actually cause us pain too. So I first heard this explained by Nicky Gumbel, but he explains that unforgiveness is almost like drinking poison and hoping the other person gets hurt. So it's like drinking poison and hoping the other person gets hurt because when you have unforgiveness, it doesn't hurt the other person, it's only hurting yourself. Um, and God might not magically cure you of unforgiveness, um, but turning to God, he may help you deal with what you're feeling and give you the strength to begin to forgive the person who has hurt you.